Hello everyone, I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between food producers and food consumers. It's a Monday. It is officially the last Monday, the last day of October 2022. Hank Vogler checking in like clockwork. It's a, actually speaking of clockwork, it's his favorite week of the year. North of Spring Valley, Nevada is what he calls home. Is this a week that they're going to mess with the time? Saturday night, your favorite night of the year. Next Saturday. This coming yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Well, now uh, they told the, the, the news out here said that this is the end of it. Come spring, it'll stay on fast time, end of story. No more daylight savings time. I don't believe it when I see it. I don't know. What, well, me too. You know, you can't be getting rid of government programs. I mean, there's people making their <laughs> Beamer payments on this stuff. <laughs> That's never happened before. We've never reversed a government program. <laughs> hey, did you spend your $10 million wisely in your campaign for the... Um, White Pine County Commissioner. A friend of mine tried to give me some money the other day, and I said, don't you dare. <laughs> you you give me money, I got to report that about five times to the state. Just leave me alone. Thank you very much, but no thanks. So there. I think I'm in $200 now. I'm doing yeah. Joe Biden. I'm staying in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the new, it's the new wave. You got to get on, you know, get on board. The other thing <laughs> is, yes, one of the truck drivers that we shipped the lambs to California. He's we've been friends since the seventies. He said, "Well, I guess you'll." You'll get your road graded up real nice now that you're going to run for county commission. And I, and I said, oh, well, I doubt that. Sure enough, my road is as best as it's ever been in 38 years. <laughs> I stopped Gerald. I said, Gerald, don't do this. This is awful. Just don't fix my road. People are going to be jabbing me about that for the next four years if I get elected. It's <laughs> That's what they always say. You run for county commissioner to get your road fixed. So Well, I had the same exact situation. So I live on the southern part of the county and I live on a road that if there's six vehicles drive by in a day, it's, it's, it's like, what's going on around here? Who's having a party? And the year that I ran for county commissioner all of a sudden that year my road got it maintained about every other week well even if i don't win i just got to keep running i'll get you the road will stay fixed <laughs> there's method to my method. that's the best 200 dollars you ever spent <laughs> dang right <laughs> Oh, my yes, goodness. <laughs> but that, I mean, that's just a little microcosm to show you how politics actually works. It is ridiculous. I, I should have just called him. I should have called him and said, just stay off my road. And then, <laughs> then they, 
Gerald, the, the, you're going to get me in so much trouble. Don't ever touch this road again. Yeah, exactly. Please. <laughs> and and then they irritated Kelly the other day, and this doesn't have anything to do with running. This is just stupidity. I, I know what happened. They spent money on some new toy, and so they had to go out and show people they're using it, and it 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 must act like a like a chainsaw, and it's on a hydraulic arm, and they went down our road cutting all of the trees on the road ditch. So I don't know exactly how it works, but I do know that they cut some pretty big trees. They fell on my fence. They they destroyed her mulberry trees that she was <laughs> taking mulberries from. I mean, it's like, what the heck? She called him about that. She's like, what are you guys doing out here destroying these mulberry bushes? <laughs> Well, it's a plague. It's a plague. We had that fire last summer. Yeah. Uh, we went and looked at it the next morning. It was basically out. There was a stump or two burning, a little patch here and there. It was burning in country that did not matter. I mean, they they should have put it out, oh, maybe Christmas time. But anyhow, three days later, for whatever reason, I guess to show me that they're the big dog, they went in on my private land with a big old cat and just tore the crap out of everything. Drove around, made fire trails everywhere. There wasn't even any smoke. That field has been cleared and cleaned before. So there was very little for it to carry in anyhow. But they did it on private land. I, and for no reason other than to show me that they're the big dog, I guess. Yeah. And and my daughter went in and jumped them out about it. And they didn't seem to mean anything to them. They said, I could fill out a report uh, for damages. Well, what are the damages? You know, psychological or physical? <laughs> There's a lot of psychological damages taking place. I got a question for you, Hank. And, and I'm asking this in every venue I can yes, possibly sir. ask it today. Why are we in the middle of a war about Crimea between Russia and the Ukraine? Well, uh, I think back to Frederick the Great, Peter the Great. The biggest emphasis of all was the fact that they wanted a warm water port. Most of the Russian ports froze in the wintertime and they couldn't do trade. Where Crimea was... Uh, evidently in the Black Sea, and it stays open. That has been the fight for a long time. And then when the Ukrainians helped uh, Joseph Stalin, they thought that they were going to be a separate entity. They've only been fighting there for like 1,200 years or something like that. So, right. you know, it's a new deal. And anyhow, then... Uh, you know, I, I remember my mom saying, you be sure to eat those pickled beets. There's kids in Russia starving to death. Well, no, that was back in the in the 30s. But uh, just to show, just to make them feel a sting of the master's whip, Joseph Stalin exported all the grain out of Ukraine, starved the people to death, and then replaced them with Russian nationals. Just went down the street and said, you, 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 and you, you're going to Ukraine. Well, you know, they had very little things that happened. Their grain crops, everything, they didn't necessarily fail, but nobody had the incentive to make any money. You can't do that to a farmer. 
you got to give him a chance to share in the wealth. So from 1913 till the fall of the Soviet Union, all of Russia, Ukraine, all that country had poor, mediocre crops. But it brought in money, plus pipelines, plus revenue from oil. So there's some strategy to it. But, yeah, uh, you know, you're either mm. in for a penny or you're in for a pound. That's just ridiculous what's going on. And mm. I guarantee you that if the Hunter Biden family is involved in this, they're making more money for their friends and themselves than is actually going to the poor devils that are out there in the trenches fighting the war. So I agree with everything you said, except the part about how we have any interest in being there, aside from protecting the Biden family wealth. That's the only reason that anybody can justify we're in the middle of this World War III. Well, <laughs> yeah, and and it's a bait and switch, whatever, you know, this is the sleight of hands, the magician. Why should we talk about the fact that Putin knows how weak Hunter has made the whole family and Pinocchio Joe is completely senile. Anybody that doesn't think he is, is, is up in the night. Mm -hmm. And so the money flows there and the fact that we need to let Russia do stupid things. And the best way to do that is give them some money. You know, Vlad wasn't doing that good until he got some money. How did he get some money? Well, he started selling oil all over the world because we quit producing it. I mean, yeah, follow the money. Follow the money. Major yeah. Drosher, this is 1969. I, I said, Major, I said, what in the world are we doing in Vietnam? And he, he never even blinked. He said, the women are too beautiful and we're making too much money. End of story. We're all out. We'll be back with more Hank Bogart. Well, no, that was pretty cool. Let's talk about certified Piedmontese and the opportunity that that brings for the Great Plains cattlemen to be a part of a brand of beef program. What that means is you get paid better. You get paid a price that it's closer to the consumer's food dollar. And you as a cattleman really don't need to do anything different than you already do. Just simply use the Piedmontese sires from Lone Creek, which has had tremendous selection pressure over the years. And you can find details about how you do all of this by going to the website, LoneCreekCattleCo.com. It's about the tenderness aspect. These cattle possess two copies of the Myostatin gene for tenderness. They're mutant copies, unregulated muscle growth, unregulated profit. Welcome back. Royal Route, Trent Lewis alongside Hank Vogler checking in from North Spring Valley, Nevada. Well, I suppose the women are beautiful in the Ukraine, too, and somebody's making money, but certainly not the 330 million American citizens. No, or the people that are uh, that have sucked into the male bovine fecal matter that are fighting in the trenches. It's called nationalism is what it is. It's the same thing in China. Chinese people are very excited about being Chinese. And maybe they're looking the other way when the sleight of hand, the, the wealth that they've gotten, maybe be ill-gotten gains. Well, but they're still Chinese. 
They're still Vietnamese. They're still Koreans. Mm-hmm. People have <clears throat> nationalism. They always have. And if you can whip that up, you could get people to the recruitment office. It's when you can't whip up nationalism, which we seem to have done a wonderful job of not being proud of America. And we have people from all those countries from all over the world. And we try and pit one race against another and, and, and destroy nationalism. And, that, and to me, that makes us more vulnerable than, than any of this crap, you know. Uh, Vlad the Impaler, he'll go away. Even Xi Jinping. I was at a, a Halloween party. My wife's and our my anniversary was uh, last Thursday. And we went to a Halloween party. And the whole conversation was about Hun Jin Chao and Dong Chao Ping and how they were upset that their relatives and their people in China were going to be pushed down by this imperial takeover by Xi Jinping. So, you know, read the Bible. They started fighting all the way back in the beginning, Cain and Abel. They got that crap from their grandparents, Bill and Betty, who met at a Grange Hall dance. I mean, it just, it just, it's always, that's in our mitochondria. Communism never works because whether you get it by hard work in capitalism and take a chance in capitalism or you're granted favors because you're a buddy of somebody in the system and you protect the system, not the people, as in socialism, communism, the rest of it. Everything boils around having more stuff than the guy next door. That's it. It's just it's in the mitochondria. Are you sure the Grange Hall was in existence then? Oh gosh, yes. I'm positive. Would I <laughs> would I try and fluff up a story? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I actually am one hundred percent coming into the camp that this this angst against Russia has been contrived for a long time. Uh you know, I I, I now believe the whole deal about Russia supporting Trump, that facade was about planting the seed for building the animosity towards Trump, or excuse me, toward the animosity towards Russia. And the Hillary was in on this. And the, I think that we've been planning this day for over 10 years, maybe longer, maybe 50 years. I don't know. But I can now see how we have been getting everybody to hate Russia up to this point where Russia is coming in and trying. You just gave us the reason that Ukraine even exists. They're, they're Russians. They're all Russians. And yet they're they're fighting yeah. between who's going to c- control Crimea, so we're told. And we have, I have it on good authority, Hank, from a 21-year U.S. Air Force veteran that we have military equipment in Europe that has not been there since World War II ended. Well, the only people I know that's, uh, that ought to be happy, even though they would like to continue to be happy by being able to drill some more, uh, Mr. Trump got oil down to zero, if you'll remember, for a few weeks. And 
so it was not very profitable. And I'll bet all those stripper wells back in Kansas and Oklahoma and places like that were all shut off. But I'll bet you they're all walking Johns now. <laughs> they're, they're making money. They've got the price of oil up, which helps the Saudi Arabians, which helps the Iranians. We have resupplied the world with money. And fortunately to our benefit, the world hasn't found out that the American dollar is not worth toilet paper. Mm-hmm. But compared to other currencies, it has a value. And so we try and export our agricultural goods because it is the largest industry in the United States and creates the most new wealth. Mining is second. Timber went way down. They've already destroyed that industry. So, yeah, I do not understand how you think that we're going to be better off by losing our position of power. No, we don't need to be the world's cop. They've been fighting for a long time. But we need to have self-protection. We don't need to decide whether in the armed services you can wear a dress or a pair of boxer shorts and not match your genitalia. I don't know. That doesn't seem to be very important. If they want to fight. They want to be in the armed services. Okay, get over it. Okay. But if you want to protect this country, destroying the very thing that protects this country doesn't sound very relevant. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I actually had a conversation Friday with a gentleman who's in the fuel distribution business in Kansas. There are three oil refineries in Kansas. All three of those are still running at uh, what they normally, no no change. They still run like they do every day. And I was trying to get to the bottom of this 25 days of, of diesel left. There's a couple of things about that. Number one, you don't just have a diesel shortage. You have a fuel shortage because diesel is the primary product and then it further refines into gasoline. So if you don't have diesel, you don't have gasoline. That delineation has not been made. And secondly, it does not mean that in 25 days we run out. What it means is that our average, we are never below a 40-day supply of fuel in inventory. And now we're at a 25-day supply of fuel in inventory. That is considered critical, and that is considered stupid. But I thought it was wise to put some clarity on that. that, Okay. To me, it's maybe conspiratorial, but I think it's the federal government. People people are not going to call up... uh, the oil company and start yelling at them. They're going to call up their congressman and senator and and the White House and want more controls. And more controls means more government. Mm. It means more people that work at daylight savings times, for God's sakes, whatever. It's the same with the COVID. All of this is based on staying in power, staying, oh, please help us. There ought to be a law. I heard that all my life. Well, no, there ought not to be a law on everything. There's enough laws out there. We just either got to enforce them or don't. And we can't have two tiers of justice. But it's a sleight of hand. It's bait and switch. All of this stuff is based on giving more control to a central government. 
Well, central government, don't they do that in Russia and in China and in yeah. Venezuela and in Cuba? How are those folks doing? They're yeah. having a heck of a time in China. I don't care yeah. what anybody says. You just the nailed it right there. Off. Government is too big and we need a smaller government, period. End of story. Yep. So, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't mean to kill the everybody look to... No, it, it, it makes everybody want to look to Pinocchio Joe is going to save us. And even though he's not running the country, they just trot him out with the Easter Bunny and, and then trot him back in. So, by the way, I happen to like ice cream. And I read the other day that milk solids help prevent dementia. So maybe that's why he always has an ice cream in his hand. They're trying to bring him back for whatever reason. He hasn't run the government since he uh, was in the Senate. So, I mean, it's just, it's his power. That's what it's about. And and there's Russian people that are in on it. There's people all over the world that enjoy the fact that they're powerful people, that they get special favor. They do not have to stand in line to go to the ball game or whatever. <laughs> Roar out, more standing in line after this. <laughs> Let's take a serious look at the energy policy we have in America. We have a few people destroying the reliable supply of energy. I'm talking about electricity in this case. You could make the same case for oil and gas. Natural gas and coal should continue to be, I'm telling you, absolutely must continue to be part of our energy supply. We've demonized them. Why? because we want to create a vulnerability. Coal improves the environment. Coal has a restoration program that puts the earth back to the way that it was. I've been in the coal mines. It's just a coal field. Get details about everything I'm talking about at lignite.com. Welcome back. Roll out, Trent Loose alongside Hank Vogler. Why is my phone ringing in the middle of the show? I should have the ringer turned off. There we go. Maybe you're, maybe we're about to be arrested. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll no, wait for the knock on my door. It's my father-in-law calling me. I'm sure wondering when I'm going to get over there and haul his bull out uh -oh. or something. I see. It's all good. It's not a complaint. That's just what happens. Well, I'm going to tell you why I think we're there, and you can call me the biggest conspiracy theorist in, in the world if you want to. I think that we're there. I think that we're trying to incite uh, nuclear activity because there are some something that I don't understand called uh, strategic nuclear weapons, which do a, a very small isolated area. And once that first nuclear weapon goes off, we cancel the election because we have a national threat. Well, then uh, you're going to have to have something happen here pretty quick, I would think. And I and I would be nothing would surprise me. Sorry, I'm I've watched too many near misses over the years. The one thing that I do know. Up until now, we don't know what's going to come in the future. The best thing you can do as a country is get in a war with the United States of America. We've rebuilt Japan, Korea. 
Vietnam. Now they're all competitors on the world stage mm-hmm. for production. Uh, you know, we've done this all at Germany. We put them back in business, France. We helped England. We did, you know, it's it's one of the best things you can do in the in the golden age of the United States of America. So maybe Russia needs to get fixed up because all the people since the collapse of the Soviet Union, even then, uh, have basically been robbing the people by selling the resources. And and that's got them $700 million yachts. I know your yacht's probably better, but, you know, they, they're in there. They're working on it. That, you know, again, See, I, power, I just, money. I, I still don't subscribe to the theory that Russia is the problem here. I, I think it's all the Ukraine and U.S. and Russia is just protecting itself. That's that part has already been lost in history. It doesn't matter. Uh, the machine is working, and that's the press. And the press is making out one side of villain, you know. And and, and yeah. the press loves this kind of stuff. If it bleeds, it leads. And so they can show all the oppression in the world, and whether they're protecting themselves or not, they have been chosen as the villain. Have a nice day. The the war itself other than the fact that there's ordinary people with ordinary families that are dying and their houses are being blown out from under. Grandma can't get out of the house in her wheelchair because the half of the building's gone. Those things are irrelevant other than to get poor pitiful me on the TV. But the whole thing, it's too late. It's been contrived and now we're going to have to live with it. Mm -hmm. It's no different than Afghanistan. What in the heck did we go to Afghanistan for? What, five different presidents, 30 years or 20 years anyhow, and the Taliban was there then and the Taliban's there now. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's to me, it's right up there with the same sensationalism as spotted Al Gore. There were 130,000 glaciers in 1948. Today, there's still 130,000 glaciers in the world so uh you know it's it's all just kind of goes in a cycle and if you can if you can get the right you know drum and bugle corps together you could you can look uh, like you're saving the world but no you're flying around in a in a brand new jet that's what you're doing living large based on some lady that's lives 20 stories up in some apartment building is sending you all the money and eating cat food so you can save the world because you made a believer out of her. That's, that's <laughs> you know, it's the song and dance man. We got trouble right here in River City. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's foolish for us to think that we're going to change it because it's not, it's not a new concept. No. 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 And, and uh, it, we had a few years reprieve, you know, why did we have the war of 1812? The British wanted back in on the deal in the new world. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, this, the civil war, uh, was conspiratorial. Uh, slavery was only one plat, one, one rung on the ladder. The state's rights, you know, all of those things goes back to the constitution. It was not easy. It was not everybody that was on board on creating the United States, and they did. 
and it was an experiment in the individual person having the individual right to fail. There was no safety net. They didn't have any uh, unemployment insurance. If you failed, you failed. And you picked yourself up by the bootstraps and tried again. Well, the people in government, they like their position and their control. I mean, I, I, I know I always dwell on this. I can't help it because it's, it's happening to me. My issue could have been solved from 2004 on. And the two tiers of government has prevented the government who could step up in 15 minutes, solve the whole issue. Now I'm into it more than, than the dang permits worth. And I'm fighting the most powerful organization in the state of Nevada with a $600 million budget. There are people that have told me right to my face that I am absolutely an idiot. But at some point in time, you know, they're, they're, the encroachment, the fact that they know they can destroy me, I, I don't know. There's just something in me that says I got to stick this out to the bloody end. And it is a bloody end. It's, it's horrible. Psychologically, physically, mentally, whatever you want to use and financially. But you can't just swim halfway across the lake, say, I'm getting tired, and turn around, swim back. But it's all due to government ignoring a private individual mm -hmm. because they do not want to step up against the powerful. So I am putting together a picture book, and I need to accelerate that instead of just talking about it. But I take pictures on my phone and have for a long time in the pasture of the chemtrails that are spraying us, whatever. And I... I, I was inspired by somebody who's a horse trainer to come up with this caption because every picture I put a caption and I thought of it now because you are, it's like you're working a horse and you're trying to strong arm that horse instead of getting inside of his mind. How do you get inside the mind of the, of the federal government that you're dealing with trying to put you out of business? Because the government's trying to buck you off. You're trying to stay on. That's really what's happening. It's no different than a horse riding experience. Well, you know, and they've got a lot of co-conspirators. Uh, I run my sheep in several mountain ranges that local Nevada Department of Wildlife are bragging that in the next few years, they're going to control them, kick me off, and put in wild sheep. And just like always before, they'll have die-offs, 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 even when they remove my sheep. But they're certainly cheering on the people that are that did not do their duty. And there's something else that's about to pop out of the brush. I promise not to say nothing about any of the monetary things. But there's a scandal going on in the BLM, the state of Nevada, that's going to absolutely give the environmentalists more reasons for clatter and chatter than they've had since the inception of the National Environmental Policy Act. I, it is a mess. With You're going to break it here? In. You're going to break the news here? Uh, uh, Got to talk to the big old Rome. <laughs> Redhead, Rachel, Rachel the Redhead. She's the one that found it. Not me. 
<laughs> she didn't call me and tell me what no, she I'll found. Well, maybe she will, but you know, you just uh, the strawberry roan is absolutely stirred up. I tell you, that doesn't and you take can't much. believe. Well, this one's this one is absolutely a, a gizzard grinder. I promise you. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Uh, I I don't see how I'm gonna get there before Thanksgiving, but you know my mother lives seven miles from the Mississippi River, and I keep track of what's going on in rainfall pretty much and i and i know that the western half of the united states is maybe at an all-time low in terms of rainfall but i got news for you the water that falls in nevada doesn't influence the depth of the mississippi river the missouri river does because the missouri river meets the mississippi at st louis but all of a sudden now i, I knew this was happening and we've talked about it that the the river is low enough that barge traffic is impaired but something doesn't smell right, Hank, because Illinois, Wisconsin, Iowa, they've had a drier than normal year, but not a year that should have this severe of an impact on the Mississippi River. So I'm walking through this long drawn out story because when I get to my mom's for Thanksgiving, I'm going to drive the Mississippi River north and find out what's really going on. Something is going on. Are there reservoirs on some of the side tributaries? No. Are there reservoirs? No. Well, yeah. Everything I mean, like open. the Missouri River has dams. The Mississippi River has dams. But people in Minnesota <clears throat> control more what's going on in the Mississippi River level than the people in Illinois. How much is coming down from there? So I'm going to go find some answers. That's the moral of my story. And we'll have to have another story because it's time for a break. We'll be back with more Roll Route. The last segment already after this. And let's talk about protecting the harvest. That is properly named. You know, that could not be better named, actually, because at this point in time, we do need a protection of the harvest. And I encourage you to go to the website, protecttheharvest.com. This website is about empowering you because a free, well-fed America is what we want. And that's what we need. And in order to continue this, you need to empower yourself with information. Like I mentioned earlier, the whole lie that is taking place about green energy. In fact, it's not green at all. Get details about this in a five-minute, 30-second read. That's the cool thing about this website. It takes you, tells you how long it's going to take to read the stories. Empower yourself. That's what it's really about. A dutiful citizen of the United States takes the bull by the horns, doesn't sit back and say, what are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for me, Hank Bogler, commissioner? No, you're going to do it yourself, and you can get help from protecttheharvest.com. Welcome back. Roll out. Trent Lewis alongside Hank Bogler on the last Monday of October 2022, eight days before Hank gets elected to the White Pine County Commission. Um, I'll be expecting a $100 plug for that. And it is also Nevada Day. 31st is when Nevada in 1863 was admitted to the Union. Hmm. Um, 
Nebraska did not get admitted to the Union until 1867. It was actually signed and authorized in 1865, the last act that Abraham Lincoln did as president. April of 1865, he signed the designation of Nebraska as a state. But do you know why it took two years for it to actually become a state? Needed enough people to, to sign in. The Omaha business people were opposed to Nebraska becoming a state instead of being a territory because they feared that by being a state, taxes and regulation would be unfettered and to continue to grow struggling, making uh, small businesses struggle. Wow, that's a new concept. I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. Whew. Well, I didn't realize it, but uh, if I, you know, unless I was just dreaming it, I read that there was actually skirmishes in the territories because they didn't become states till 1912, Arizona and New Mexico, between uh, Southern sympathizers, as they were called, mm -hmm. and the North, all the way out practically to California. And that was one of the issues in Nevada is the Mason-Dixon line would have split it in half and Southern California as well. So making them states, then the citizenry, I guess, could vote to be a free state or not. Uh, you know, I'm not sure of all the politics. They're just, I, I was just astonished by the fact that there was actually militias put together all the way practically into California during the Civil War. You know, you always heard about the march to Atlanta and all of that. They never heard about anything in the West. And silver. Silver had been discovered in Virginia City. And, and, it, and it was uh, supposedly to help keep the government in money to fight the Civil War, the, the central government. But we never would have become a nation had it not been for the Bill of Rights because the larger, more powerful states were feared by the less populated smaller states and by each one of them equally getting two senators uh kind of put a little balance of power that was the whole thing so and the fact that that they had watched uh, or people had watched for years and years and years the bully pulpit of the people with the crown seal from jolly old england and and there was a lot of it wasn't it, you know it wasn't just a snap of the figures that created the United States of America. Funny you bring that up because I have written down here, just wrote it down today, a radical change in the principles, opinions, sentiments, and affection of the people was the real American Revolution. John Adams. And Look at what's going on. You know, people get a gut full of it finally, and their life doesn't mean as much as freedom. Look at what's going on in Iran. That's no cakewalk. And I personally think that we're that China's not very far away from. I don't know what sort of cataclysmic event would happen, but uh, one of the ladies that that I have met from there, in her area, she's a, a ethnic minority in China, and, and they do not eat pork. Sorry, Trent. So 
there are 56 different languages there. So whether it's nationalism or the big thumb of the Communist Party, whatever it is, Hun Jintao, uh, they escorted him out, and I'm more than reasonably sure that that was for show, to say you're either on Chi's side or uh, you vanish into the woodwork. So, you know, there, there's always, 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 I don't care if it's India. India's population is about to surpass, if it hasn't already, that of China. And they're fighting on the border over uh, parts uh, of the Himalayas. And all the great rivers of Asia start in the Himalayas. So, there, you know, there's geopolitical problems everywhere, always has been, always will be. People in the islands uh, of Southeast Asia have newspapers, they have iPhones, and they know that they're not getting paid as much as the people that live maybe uh, in Thailand or Vietnam. And they're getting on boats and rafts and going there and willing to work cheaper than the locals there because they want stuff. <laughs> I mean, anytime you think that, boy, we'll solve this problem. This is this is the last go round. <laughs> yeah. You've you got to quit smoking them sagebrush leaves. They're not good for you. Yeah, speaking of which, five states attempting to pass legalized marijuana recreational use next week. Vote no. North Dakota, South Dakota, Missouri, Arkansas, Maryland. Vote no. Well, look how well it's working in California, Oregon, and Washington. They got a homeless problem. These guys are shooting up on the streets. They don't know what to do with them. You know, so, I mean, all I know is when that stuff first showed up and those guys were passing that, sitting there playing playing cards and eating berry pie and ice cream, they, they'd light one of them puppies up and pass that around that table. And it wouldn't get around the table. It'd be gone. And then they'd have another one lit up. Now they say this stuff has been bred up, incentive to make money. They have genetically altered it. Why aren't we, you know, they're after us for corn. Why aren't they after them for uh, modifying the genetics of marijuana, breeding it up to where now, I guess you can walk in the room around that crap and it'll take your head off. THC so, I mean, in the 60s was 1.5. It's now 30. Yeah. As I was driving home from Lost Wages uh, yesterday, I got a, a, a polling company to call me and they were banging on proposition number three in Nevada. And that's going to change this. They want to change the Constitution of Nevada. Don't stop me <laughs> to where we have open primaries, which we are already know open primaries involves the government, not the Republican or Democrat or independent parties or any of the rest of them. That's when the government, you could all load up. If you don't like the one Republican candidate and you think you can beat the other Republican candidate, they load up on him. They're doing that to that Mike Lee in Utah. I mean, this is giving away the absolutely power of the people to have form their own parties. In the state of Nevada. And this woman asked me the same question, I'll bet, 15 times. And I kept saying, no, I've already voted. I voted against it. That's ridiculous. 
the government should make sure the elections are fair, but they should not tell the Democrats or the Republicans who they ought to choose to run. And you can, if you can cross party lines, you could cause a lot of trouble. Boy, she would not quit. Of course, then I told her I was a 22-year-old black lady making under $30,000 a year, things like that. So she might not have believed me. <laughs> but so it's she, true. Okay, but you, your point is that she wasn't going to quit until she got the answer she wanted you to say for the polling purposes. You got it. You got it. I mean, the same. Well, so how are you going to, as a man, I already told you, I voted. I voted. I voted against it. Okay, so if you're going to vote against it, did you read the pamphlet? Yes, I did. I read the pamphlet. I don't have access to all the other news media that you have, but I read the pamphlet. I see what it says, and it says that you're going to allow the state government to have an open primary to where everybody mm -hmm. that wants to influence the Republican Party can load up on it and vote against one or two of the people running for it, as they could with me. There were three people running in my primary. I beat them both, but uh, somebody could have said, let's not let Vogler run. He's too conservative. Let's load up on this guy. Yeah. And, and, and everybody from the Democrat side could vote for him. Well, that, that, wait a minute. It, the party was supposedly formed by the people, not the government. I mean, well, how ignorant can you be? But, we, we have our own little problem in Nebraska, and it needs to be fixed. Hopefully, the legislator will fix it. We need a new law for this. <laughs> oh, oh, no. And, and one, us, dear Lord, help. In, in Omaha alone, for the primary, just prior to the primary, they are reporting that between eight and 11,000 Democrats switched their party affiliation prior to the primary so that they could vote for the Republican that they wanted to either win or get beat and then switch back for the general election. So they're just switching parties for every election to try to influence the election. Same thing out here. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The Democrats, whatever that party machine is, okay, let them pick the candidate they want. And if they want somebody like Fetterman or they want somebody like Warnock, okay, not my issue. But when the chips are laid on the table and you find out what they represent, then you can look at that and go, you know what? I don't honestly believe in letting everybody out of jail. I don't honestly believe in having an abortion up to the day that the baby is born. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not going to vote for that fellow. I'm, I don't care if it's Herschel Walker or Jim Bob Johnson. I'm not going to vote for this gentleman. Have a nice day. Sorry, can't help you. I'm just, I am my, that's the only thing that you can cherish in this country is the right to vote. And, and vote for the, the people that you think will do the best job. That'll be the last word of the day. We've successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban food producers, food consumers. For Hank Vogler, Trent Luce, all roads do lead to a roll route. You know, with Veterans Day coming up, I'm going to issue this challenge in the name of the Wall of Honor. Get details about the wallofhonor.org, but it has inspired me to do something. And that is to ask you 
you to send a one or two minute video, not longer than two minutes, of a loved one who has contributed to our freedom in the United States military. Now, you can put this on a Google Drive. You can put it, don't send me the file itself. Send me a link to the file, and I am going to compile as many videos as I get together to say thank you to those men and women. That's exactly what the Wall of Honor is about. See the inspiration for me at thewallofhonor.org. Send me an email. Get your loved one out here.